Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett. for downloading the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. This is Series 1, Episode 99, the 11th Annual Project Healing Waters 2 Fly Tournament held at the Rose River Farm in Central Virginia. This podcast is brought to you by Wapsi Fly Tying Material. You can find them at wapsifly.com. And my work with Project Healing Waters is sort of my way of giving back. It's the charity I choose to work with. And this is the big weekend where we try to raise as much funds and get together and there's a lot of camaraderie and seeing everybody and raising money. It's not too late to donate. You can go to social media at PHWFF or go to projecthealingwaters.org. Click the donate button. You can help bump up the donations. This weekend, we raised about $180,000 and you can help make that a little bit more. You can honestly save someone's life through fly fishing. I can tell you that when I met Kim Smith a couple of years ago, she's not the same person she is today. She is full of energy and she's got a little baby boy and her dog and her happiness and her charisma and the spirit uh, and the smile in her face is 
attributed to Project Healing Waters. Everything that I see about Kim now compared to when I met her a couple of years ago, it's, it's a 180. It's amazing what Project Healing Waters can do for you. Now, this year I was teamed up with Lee Barbie, and yes, that's his real name, and yes, my last name is Snow White. Lee was born in Macon, Georgia, spent seven years in the U.S. Army with an MOS of 68W as a medic. Lee served along great infantrymen in 28IN, 2BCT, 4ID at Fort Carson, Colorado. He had a tour downrange to RC South Afghanistan. He started in tour in Kandahar province, finishing a tour in Maya Neshin province, and served as an equine encephalitis protocol assistant for the Division of Medicine at the U.S. Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Disease. He currently resides in Gaithersburg, Maryland, and I'm hoping we get to fish again soon and get our daughters together. So take a listen to this podcast, and I've got a special song for you in the outro. It's some friends of mine that went to Iraq around 2004 on a USO tour, and this is a song that they wrote when they came back about the things they saw there. And it's always kind of made me think about my friends at Project Healing Waters and what they've gone through and what they've seen since they've been enlisted in the military. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. It's a short one. And let's get right on the road. Well, happy Saturday to you. Happy Project Healing Waters Two Fly Tournament Weekend. One of my favorite, if not most favorite weekends of the year. That'll be until they make Halloween the last Saturday of which will be one day. Driving down now. This is my fifth year, sixth year guiding the Healing Waters Tournament. Last year we came in second, the year before was third place. My plan this year is we're coming in first. I've had an extremely busy week. I've probably tied over 300 flies this week. And after doing a lot of custom orders, I had to figure out what am I going to tie for the tournament. And that is a big question for me. Do I do streamers? The only streamer I'll fish for trout is my bacon fly. So is it the bacon fly? Is it going to be an emerger? Is it going to be a nymph? Is it going to be a junk fly? Is it going to be a dry fly? I don't know. Well, I didn't know all week. I still don't know what we're throwing tomorrow. I can tell you what I did tie up, and I have my risen fly box completely stacked with options started off with eggs. I have eggs made out of egg yarn and glow bug yarn in sizes 10 to 18 in a variety of colors. I have from Tim Flagler's video the rubber leg worm, which is just a rubber leg tied to a hook. I have those in size 10 to 18 with a variety of different weights and colors. I also have done the same idea but with flexi floss so instead of a rubber leg it's little flexi floss I tied up some HNICs 
the head nymph in charge in tungsten, faceted tungsten, round tungsten, and brass beads. That's my flashback, soft hackle take on a hare's ear. I've got bacon flies in size 4, no, check that, size 2, 4X long, and then some in size 6. The size 6 ones are all tungsten. Ooh, I can see the mountains now. There's the, they're called the Blue Ridge for a reason, because they're always hazy and blue. The other flies I've tied up are some of my spikies, spikeasy worms. I have a couple of Snow White damsels, as this was the week of the damsel. If you haven't seen it now, Tim Flagler covered the Snow White damsel on his tutorial. It was labeled as the Fly of the Week by Trout Unlimited. It was also covered on Orvis and Midcurrent. So if you need to start tying up damsels, hit your local fly shop for ostrich plumes. You're going to have just as much trouble finding them as I am. And start tying those. I'm trying to think of any other fly patterns I've tied up for this week. That might be it. We're definitely going to be doing a two-fly rig the entire time. I think we're going to have, if we do eggs, eggs will be the lead fly, sort of as our strike indicator. So if that fly twitches back or moves awkwardly, I know that something ate the second fly, being that the other flies are relatively small and hard to see. It's going to be hot. We're expected 90 degrees today, upper 80s tomorrow. The last two years have been cold and raining, so I'm rather excited that this is warm weather. I'm wearing shorts, a t-shirt, and flip-flops. Didn't bring my wellies. I've got my cooler full of some Mexican Cokes, a couple cervezas, a whole bunch of club sodas. I want to stay hydrated. I just drank a grape soda from the farm market. I stopped and got jalapeno pepper relish. Spicy jalapeno pickles, some pickled beets, and some other things. Because Route 29 is covered in all these really cool little markets. So I should be arriving at about not a little bit earlier than 2 o'clock. And hang out with everyone at the Bluegill Tournament. And maybe Morgan and I will do a little fishing while the others head back to the Hotel Motel Holiday Inn. And then I'm going to go and drink a cold, cold moosehead lager. And I'm just going to watch bugs rise on a trout stream in a rocking chair. Now that sounds like a pretty awesome Saturday afternoon to me. Not fishing for them, just watching them. Maybe that'll give me an idea of what we want to throw tomorrow. I'm going to meet up at some point this afternoon with my veteran for tomorrow. And we'll discuss our game plan I brought two Orvis 9 foot 5 weights, one Orvis 7 foot 5 weight. I have that Ross reel spooled up with Rio Gold. I have a regular generic weight floating line. I have an OPST Skagit head and I have a clear floating 6 weight as our line options. We're going to drop down to 4X as our lightest and if we're going to use indicators they're going to be thingamabobbers on a right angled leader. I want to know what beats we're fishing so I can go check them out tonight. And otherwise, we're going to have a super fun evening. Just hang in there until we start chatting later. 
and I'm not sure if I'm going to do more interviews this year or more of just play-by-plays of what's been going on. So I'm going to take you out with some Australian surf music now. To me, there are few sounds better in life than rushing water. I'm down here on the farm right now. It's hot. Definitely hot out. We've got brook trout that are fairly large. You can differentiate them based on their peck fin white lines. Some big rainbows out here and they're all rising to little flies. I was told it was black caddis. I can't see from up on this riverbank. Got about five or six reds out there. And the fish are just hanging in the current. Some will do a quick U-turn, go back down and, and find another spot. I guess that's the most efficient way for a fish is just make a U-turn. Some of them are being a little territorial, chasing each other around. But I'm definitely glad I didn't, you know, decide to go with a dry fly because you know, after my discussions with Billy Berger in Colorado years ago, all the feeding that is going on is what you can't see. So you probably say 5% of fish are rising, but 95% are underwater just spending less energy and eating. It's fun to watch them come up and eat, but we're not here. We're here for numbers, numbers and length. We're not here for so much the fun of it. It's more of a numbers game because this is a tournament. Water's crystal clear. As you can hear, it's flowing quite well from the rain we've had in centralist Virginia last week. It's fairly rare I get to see a trout. My first time since August seeing a non-steelhead. You know, I only caught that one in March. There are tree frogs. I saw a couple of birds. Some caddis coming off. Little tan size, maybe 14s. There's a huge crayfish in front of me. That thing is eating size. I'm going to catch that little. Hold on a second. Yep, too fast for me. You know what? This water's nice enough. I might wet wade tomorrow. That's about it for right now. People are setting up. There's the bluegill tournament finishing. Mike is setting up Sapitus Farm oysters. The rest of us are just kind of hanging out, chatting, and watching all of the fish. You can't really ask for a better afternoon. One good thing about watching these fish is there's no reruns. I can just walk up and down. There's a rainbow there. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six rainbows. I'll take a couple steps to the left. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. 18 fish in front of me now. That one has got to be 16 inches. And he sees me now, so he's moving off. This place is loaded with fish. So if there are reds in the water, you know what that means. There's eggs. So my observations right now are leading me towards definitely throwing an egg fly tomorrow. Again, these fish may not have been in here too long. They may be used to pellets. We're going to go with that game most likely. And it looks like the catering company has changed so i'm excited for dinner and appetizers are these going to be hard questions no all right for starters i want to tell you that 
If somebody's gonna <laughs> drop something on your bare toe and you're wearing flip flops, yes. Make sure it's not an aluminum growler. Ooh. That just happened. Really? Yeah. Ed. It hurts. Oh, it totally wasn't me. That wasn't okay. Ed. It was an empty one. Okay. Well, that would have been Ed's. Yeah, his is empty. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right, Joel, we want to introduce you. You've been on before, I believe. I have been on before. Really? Yes, last year. I missed that yeah. episode. What? <laughs> Golly. <laughs> we can't get rid of the burps. Wow. Right. So, the so our here. plan tomorrow, I'm, I think I'm going eggs and worms all day. Eggs and worms, bacon and eggs. Yeah. I like that. I like that. It's a good Spaghetti plan. Spaghetti and meatballs. Definitely going to do a pink worm and maybe, I don't know, I'm thinking soft tackle. All right. Or maybe something with a white wing. Oh. <sighs> What are you going with? I don't know. Definitely an egg or a worm. Definitely a two fly rig. White wing soft tackle egg worm. That's what I. But twitch it, twitch it, like like dread drift, and then like a well. I know you, your viewers can't see this, but a little twitch. It sounds like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. that's how I roll. That or the bunion bug. Bunion bug. The bunion oh, bug. Hell yeah. Those fish haven't seen that for years. Yeah. Years. <laughs> All right, Mike, you want to chime in? Um, yeah, I mean, you could go for an oyster pattern. I might I might go well. Sap at his farms. What's going on, Dan? Nothing. All right. Chilling. How's the photography? Uh, very good this bear, dude. All right. Anything else? Where do we find you online when you're not out here in Virginia? Uh, www.montanatroutaholics.com or uh, on uh, Instagram, Montana Troutaholics. Facebook, Montana Troutaholics. Yeah. How's the weather right now here compared to back home? It's really, really hot here and humid. My knee pits were sweaty today. Yes, totally. Everything about me is sweating. It was snowing when I left Montana. So, yeah. Yeah, it was 90 something today. I'm not sure if I'm going to wet wade tomorrow. I'm totally thinking wet wading. Yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty swampy. There's a lot of ticks down there, though. Yeah, I might do, might do waders in the morning. That's a good idea. And pants and sandals. Check yourself later and remove them. They got things like this. Yeah, yeah, man. And then you remove them and they're gone. Yeah. All right, tell that to my Lyme disease guy. Right. You got like 24 hours before an embedded tick will give you Lyme disease. So relax. How do they do that? Do they hump your arm or what? They hump your arm for like 22 to 23 hours and then later... They inject the Lyme disease. Do the worst are the eggs they lay in your ears. <laughs> you say inject into your arm. Do you mean sploosh into your arm? What is it exactly? Well, now this is... He's not even recording anymore. Yeah, he, Thanks. he totally is. At some point that's going to have to be edited. Hopefully, maybe not. Oh, is this rated PG? I can put a disclaimer on. It's Ed's fault. There we go. I like Ed's that. Fault that Joel that's a great disclaimer. into your podcast. You set me up. It's my fault. You set the me e up. The E for explicit will be the E for Ed <laughs> and the E for Felker. <laughs> All right, he just zipped his mouth and threw away the key. It's hot out here. It's crazy hot. I would probably take my waders off and put my shorts on. We got to go back and fish soon. Waiting on lunch. Just went down to check out the water for the second beat. I can feel the water just dripping from my knees down my calves right now. I had to go stand at the bottom of one of the pools while Vince, the other stealth craft boat owner in Northern Virginia, was fishing. And that 
icy cold water was beyond refreshing. So this morning, we came in second with 63 points. Joel and Beth hooked an 18-incher. We got a 16 and a 15. Uh, doo -doo -doo. The pink worm was the hot fly. It crushed. We caught so many fish. We didn't land them all. We caught rainbows and brook trout. We couldn't see anything in the hole. Just from the glare of the sun, there was no visual. We couldn't see when to set the hook. Luckily, Blaine and David were on the other side and yelled, set the hook, and we caught one fish that way. Otherwise, it was blind fishing the entire time. Didn't see a whole lot of bugs coming off, but I think there's plenty of stuff down there. Right now, everyone's sort of just milling around, sweating through their shirts. So this afternoon, we're going to be beat 11. We're going to go with a bacon fly, a big one, and we're going to have a variety of droppers off the back. We're going to go with Snow White Damsels, HNICs, Worms, and Eggs. And we're going to use the same techniques I used in Colorado. I'm going to take one of the lines off now and put on a clear floating six weight. If my guy wants to use that. And Joel right now is using the other rod with the OPST commando head because Beth broke her bamboo right at the top ferrule on the 18-inch rainbow. Everyone's just having a good time. Everyone's in the shade, though. There's a lot of pop-up tents. It's the first real hot day of the year, and I'm drinking Arnold Palmer's like they're going out of style. Flipped over rocks, caddis, stoneflies, golden stones, variety of mayflies. One snail. I'm going to try and get some snails and bring them home for my aquarium because I'm out right now. And I don't know what else to tell you right now. They're setting up lunch. I'm probably going to grab a Snickers before they all melt out in this heat rebuild leaders and just chill and hang out until we're up next i believe barbie is getting his casting lesson on in the bass pond right now so i'm gonna chill up here and just hydrate watch people fish trying to follow their itty bitty trout flies on the water is not easy i'm still laughing that barbie and snow white are together completely by accident that's one of the funniest things to happen okay check in later No, that is not Doug Deer blowing the shofar. The afternoon fishing is done. I will say that lunch was a little bit better than last year. Grilled hot dogs, coleslaw, pulled pork, baked beans, pasta salad, chips, iced tea, Coke, Pepsi. So I loaded up on a dog and a half. Oh, they had guacamole too. So I had a guacamole dog. That was pretty good. Loaded up on fluids. After the morning session then... We moved down to beat 11, which is shallow on our side and then a deep cut bank on the other. We started off with both five weights strung up, loop knot of Berkeley Vanish 8 pound to, was non-slip mono loop, to a size maybe six, itty bitty bacon fly, and then behind that worms. And within the second cast, we had a fish on... The bacon fly, third cast fish on the bacon fly, fourth cast fish on the worm. And it basically went like that for an hour and a half. I have never seen trout fishing like that before. From the worm, we switched to sucker spawn, angora, rabbit sucker spawn, stripped in. The worms, again, were stripped upstream. 
and the sucker spawn. And we eventually broke the sucker spawn off. That was on eight pound Berkeley Vantage dropper as well. It was nonstop hooking, trying to land fish or losing fish for an hour and a half. Barbie is gonna be a tired, tired man tonight. All in all, he landed 16 fish. Joel and Beth got one. So that puts us up at 97 points, so we're currently in first place. The fish were just going nuts for sucker spawns, peachy, orangey, chartreusey ones, just stripped upstream or across. These fish were absolutely ravaging mad. After about 20 minutes, they lost interest in the bacon fly, so we just used that mainly to sink down the other flies and then strip them up or across. It was nonstop. I, I've, I've never netted that many trout that quickly. My net definitely needs to be bigger next year, and I'm going to have a six weight because it was just difficult. We spent more time taking hooks out, wrangling fish, fighting fish. We could have been fishing. And I made sure that at any point if there was a tangle, the second rod was ready to go. And it was amazing. Absolutely incredible. Clear water, blue skies, a little bit of a wind. After we finished up, I just ate two bags of Lay's and I've been pounding fluids just to rehydrate. I want the salt from the chips. I went up, watched a couple of other beats, didn't see anybody hooking fish. Maybe one fish landed I've seen in the last hour and a half. People are throwing dry flies. Honestly, the thing to do out here is not fish conventionally. Who would have thought stripping a four-inch worm across the current upstream would catch fish? But it does. So I just watched the guy throwing the chubby Chernobyl. If I had that on, I would have stripped it in like a popper. You're not fishing so much for the pleasure and the aesthetics and the beauty of fly fishing here. We're in a competition to win. And after the years, I've learned that there are things you can do that other people aren't that may entice the fish better. Which is why I think Barbie was doing better than Beth using the same flies. And I would just yell fish after each one was landed. They were fat. They were large. Some of these were 16, 17 inches. Nothing probably smaller than 10. Very round, healthy, just beautifully spotted rainbow trout. Not a whole lot of bugs coming off down there. I want to say that fish mostly bit when I had my itty bitty tiny Cuban cigar in my mouth. So I try to keep one of those lit most of the time. And now that the second half of the day is over, lunch has been put away, people are hanging out, Blaine is tying flies in the tent, Ed Jarowski is casting, got to talk to Blaine about some of his materials too. And everyone's just hanging out now, chilling, watching others, pounding fluids. I'm in shorts, I was glad to get the waders off, and I've just been in the shade as much as possible. But the breeze really helps. And then we're going to go tally everything up, and then I'm going to have to go home because i got clients in the morning. I'm going to be very tired tonight, I can tell you that. Very tired. I'm going to have to stop and get a coffee on the way home. That's about it. You know, everyone else is using like 7x tippets and losing flies. 8-pound Berkeley Vanish. These fish did not seem leader shy at all. So we're going to start off with the pro vet teams in third place. And this was very close. Two fish separated third and first place. Gavin Robinson, William Arisniak, Rick Warrington, Daphne Zensen. Come on up. 
have you and Rick and Colonel D in there. Where's my guide? Does he get his own field? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Bring your guide Stay over here. Stay here. Stay here. There when you quit photo. Okay. You guys want to see the other ones? You guys want to come up to here? Come up here? Yeah. All right, get in there. Smallest fish. 
Doyle. This year, that's you. Now, now, the thing about the smallest fish, what you win is you get to come back here and fish the all bamboo event. You are the first invitee for that event, and that'll be the first week in December. Nobody in the audience got it right either. So. 
Franscavage. Well, you know what it is? It's a 20-inch fish, so it's a winner. Gentlemen, that brings the festivities to a close. Thanks everybody for coming out. Thanks everybody for volunteering. We don't know what the final numbers are, but we know we raised over $175,000 this week. But we couldn't do this without all the volunteers, and we really appreciate everything everyone has done. We'll see you next year. It'll be the last weekend in April again, and we'll get it up on the calendar, and we'll see you then. So, good night. What a fantastic weekend I just had. That was awesome. As you heard, we did not win first place. We lost by one fish. And I'm going to blame that on me because I grabbed the leader to land a rainbow. Earlier in the day, it had worked to just pull them in. But this one, I think just grabbing it, the angle of the hook popped out of the mouth. Otherwise, we would have either won or tied. Jimmy won it again. And, of course, he had Ira with him, who was a second stringer. Wasn't even planning on guiding. Didn't even know he was doing it. That's it for the Healing Waters Tournament. Hopefully the family can go down next year. Speaking of families, it's so much fun to see everyone's kids just growing up. There are new Healing Waters babies every year. The kids are running around and playing while the grown-ups are fishing. The food was great. Lots of laughs. Give a shout-out to Blaine Chocolate, who sat patiently amongst all that chaos in the tent and taught... Barbie how to tie a game changer the feather game changer it took about an hour hour plus and he just sat down with Barbie and Barbie knocked one out and I was very impressed with both of them I'll have a picture of Barbie's fly up on the Instagrams I'm glad the weather was amazing this year I'll rather have sweaty swampy waders than cold rain and miserableness which has been the theme from Mother Nature the last several years. I'm going to head home. I've got to clean out the car, get all my gear in the house that I don't need. Everything's covered in dust from the dirt road. As a guide, having a client rock an hour and a half of fishing that hard, despite having the front of his car torn off when one of the off-road mules went by and caught it. It was duct taped back on by the Sasquatch and it did not distract Barbie at all from fishing. The dude roll casted for an hour and a half straight and that's a heavy leader, heavy fly with split shot up and down it. Never complained once about it. That was absolutely amazing. So I can't thank Barbie enough. 
wish I got to hang out with Joel more while the two of us were guiding to pick up on what another guide does and how he does things. But they were on the opposite end of the pool from us, both morning and afternoon. There's one thing about these shows is everyone gets to show off their nets. It's like the business cards in American Psycho. Is your net made of wood? Is it aluminum? Is it carbon fiber? What is it made out of? Does it float? Ooh, what is your what is the rubber made out of? No one else is Something there. Like that. So everyone no gets to hang out and show each other's nets off. A lot of cigar smoking, a lot of just hanging out today, chilling. That's what makes it such a fun weekend. It was nice having the tent open this year, which allowed some air to move back and forth through. It was good hanging out with Richie of District Angling, getting a little more information on the location of his soon independent fly shop opening in Arlington, Virginia, which is sorely needed. It sounds like a really good place to hang out, and I can't wait for that to open up probably going to spend some time in there looking at tying materials and just sending my clients there because they need gear and as of now there's only one place to get it in the area so it's nice we've got competition anything else the opst line was great for roll casting in tight corners i'm glad i brought my hook file i swear doug had gone through and removed all the submerged trees and branches from the river obviously hadn't gotten to where we were yet as we hooked a lot got a couple of rocks on the bottom not much bugs were coming off today so we threw just abstract flies that didn't really look like much but they worked I can't wait for next year and I thank you all for listening to this it's about all I can think of and hopefully like I said the interviews I'm still working on so less of me talking, more of other people's. All right. I'm out. I'm turning this off. I'm going to roll back home. i got about an hour left without traffic. I'm just going to enjoy the pastoral view. The road in and out was covered with poppies and red clovers and buttercups. It's just been an absolutely beautiful drive. But i got to get the windows open now because it's getting hot in here. That's it for me. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com.